Remember that question Beyonce asked us years ago, who runs the world? Well, the answer isn't girls, it's hoes. Hear me out. First, we have Kamala Harris. This broad went through enough knee pads in her career that she single-handedly kept Dick's sporting goods in business. From 1994 to 1995, she dated Willie Brown. At the time, Kamala was a deputy district attorney in Alameda County, California. However, Willie was Speaker of the California Assembly. He appointed her to lucrative positions on the Unemployment Insurance Appeals Board and the California Medical Assistance Commission. Think that sounds unethical? It gets worse. He was still married at the time, but it gets weirder. He was 60 and Kamala was only 29. It's reported that in addition to the appointments, he also gave her a BMW. Shortly after breaking up, he became the mayor of San Francisco. While on the campaign trail, Kamala was described as his constant companion. I think we all know what that means, wink wink. This isn't a knock at Kamala's talents, skills, or intelligence. It's a knock at how she earned her accomplishments. Would Kamala be vice president without that boost from her boyfriend, Willie? Would she have ever been a senator? Or would she have been the attorney general of California? Who knows? What we do know is that she had favoritism pushing her along every step of the way. How many other girls declined to date a man twice their age for a career advantage? How many women chose to achieve by their own merits instead of using sex as a crutch for career success? What are their names? Exactly, we'll never know. They're not in the White House. We all know the game Kamala played. It worked, she became successful, but was it worth it? And is it fair that the man she was sleeping with passed out jobs to her like some sort of sexual token of appreciation? Don't tell me that the relationship had no effect on his recommendation. Pussy has a way of clouding a man's judgment. Just ask Bill Clinton. You see a lot of women that chose her path. In fact, it's rife on the right side of politics. Look at all their hussies, bimbos, and sluts. You know the type. Caked on makeup, stripper heels, fake lashes, low-cut tops, short skirts, tight clothing, cocktail dresses. You get the drift. Men don't act like this in politics, but watch Fox News or Republican candidates and pundits. It's a competition to see who is a bigger whore. It's a big problem. It exists. It's sexist. It puts women in a situation that's unfair. Sleep around and tease men with sex or miss out on careers. Like always, nice girls finish last. Take, for example, Lauren Boebert. She looks like a $2 version of Sarah Palin. Boebert ran a restaurant where the women wore guns on their hips and tight pants. Photos were always showing them highlighting their butt. It's sick, but guess what? Republicans fall for it every day. And it looks like Democrats did in 2020. Now let's turn our eyes overseas. The hoe of all hoes, Camilla Parker Bowles. This little harlot broke up the marriage of Princess Diana and Prince Charles. The affair led to a messy divorce during which time recordings of Charles and Camilla's long affair were thrown into the spotlight. Their conversations were perverted and obsessive. He once said he wanted to be Camilla's tampon. Then, after Diana died in the car wreck, they got back together. Eight years later, in 2005, they married. This skank couldn't get the prince in the ring the right way, so she invoked her hoe powers. The most infamous side piece in history is now Queen Consort. The royals may think they're elegant and classy, but this is absurd. In no way should she be allowed to be labeled a queen because of what she did, unless it's queen of the harlots. Back to my original point, hoes run the world. Kamala is second in line to be president. Camilla is queen consort. 
While royal life doesn't have official power, they have a lot of hegemonic power. People listen and follow them. She's also privy to King Charles' inheritance and gets to wear the crown jewels. At one point in history, we cared about women being decent and recognized them for their talents and dedication instead of what they did between their legs. Claire Barton started the Red Cross. Florence Nightingale healed the soldiers. Let's not forget about Marie Curie, Rosa Parks, Anne Frank, Jane Austen, Amelia Earhart, Maya Angelou, Eleanor Roosevelt. Gone are the days of women achieving due to their hard work and skill. Feminism, specifically third wave and fourth wave, have blessed us with a perverted sense of equality, one where women must sell their pussy to have it all or be a girl boss, keep up with and exceed beyond the men at whatever cost. Don't do it the right way. It's too hard. I know. Sex is always there as a real-life cheat code. I see women use it all the time. It leaves me out of the power circle and the financial rewards that come with it. But I like to think that there's still a place for original feminists, the ones who fought for the right to vote. Gritty and scrappy feminists who kept going and excelling until the men couldn't help but get out of their way. Even as late as the 2000s, we had Condoleezza Rice. But apparently, multilingual and master pianist geniuses like her don't cut the mustard anymore. Nope, we get loose-led Kamala and royal slut Camilla. They really put the hoe in homewrecker. To Britain, I say, we won the war. Good luck with Camilla. She's an embarrassment. To America, I say, thanks. We're not much better. We're now just land of the hoe and home of the hussies.